The Kaplan Community Podcast is a place to catch up with Kaplan Business School alumni. We talk about life after graduation, what we're doing now, careers, opportunities, and future plans. This podcast is exciting because it features alumni who have made amazing transitions. I'm Kieran Howard, the Alumni and Industry Partnerships Manager at KBS. And my name is Dr. Richard Stager, the MBA Course Director at KBS. We want our alumni to be as successful as possible. And in any transition period, it's a period of excitement and challenges as well. In this first episode, we will give an introduction to the podcast, its themes, and us, the hosts. Um, I'm very proud to be working on this podcast with Dr. Richard Stager. Thank you, Karen. In the next few episodes, we will feature diverse career types, such as FMCG sales, business analytics, finance, account management, working at not-for-profits, and our guests this season come from 10 different countries. So the stories are all over the place. But the amazing thing about this diversity, I think, is that you'll see we're all bound together by several things. We'll hear some advice and goals of these alumni and hopefully learn that while we come from really diverse backgrounds, we're all united by several key things in our professional and life journey what we want and what we yearn for. And one of which, of course, being that we're all part of the greater Kaplan community. They have really inspirational and impressive stories that can help show us how to navigate the professional world and and life, how to find success as a graduate, especially from international backgrounds. Yes, Richard, we're both actually international professionals in a way. And and I think the podcast will focus on success as an international professional as one of its key themes. Just because, you know, many of our students, the majority are international students and our alumni come from many different countries all over the world. And now many of them live across Australia and the world. I used to be an international student myself. And, and that was one of the most formative times of my life studying and working in Spain, Brazil, and Kenya. And and you just have to have respect for people who can succeed across borders in different environments. It takes a lot of work and determination. I know that I did okay in Spain, but in Brazil, my Portuguese was just terrible. And culture shock can be a huge factor too. And it's something I've talked about with a lot of students and alumni who faced this. Yeah, I know Richard, actually, you had a good good story about culture shock when you first came to Australia. Yes, I did. And I'm, I'm smiling on when you mentioned getting along well in Spain, but not doing so well in Portuguese. So I, too, I was an international student before when I came to Australia. But as a bit of a background, let me explain my, my own culture shock. As I well, I fondly remember... Uh, I was in university in Washington State in the United States, and it's a very cozy, very rural area, very, very pretty, but there's not a lot of diversity. The people are all pretty much of that Caucasian, um, Scandinavian background. Then I graduated with my uh, Master's of Business Administration degree, and the very next month, I ended up in um, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and it was fascinating, and I loved it. There was all of a sudden a different climate. There was different plants. There was different food. 
there was a different language and I learned how to speak Spanish in Catalan, that Catalan Spanish accent. I couldn't understand a word of what, what the Puerto Ricans were, were talking about, even though they were speaking Spanish. The accent was so different. So I remember fondly two surprises that I had. Number one, growing up in the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. and in Washington State, I never had seen a cockroach in my life. And the first time in tropical Puerto Rico I saw a cockroach, my heart just about stopped because I had no idea what it was. And that, that fear of just seeing something uh, scurry across the floor at night, um, I still remember that. And the second thing was being was in a restaurant and trying to order a meal and not understanding what the, the words meant on the menu and picking a word that I thought sounded interesting. And it turned out to be goat's lungs stuffed with a sausage stuffing. And it was actually really good. But the only problem was that it came out very visibly looking like a pair of goat's lungs on my plate. So those things taught me about international culture shock. And then I get to Australia and I find myself not understanding Australian slang. I uh, had a hard time understanding the accent. And I just remember, so I'll, I'll go and mimic the accent. I just remember within five minutes of me landing in Sydney, I get into a taxi and the taxi driver says, Oh, good day, mate. Welcome to Australia. Get, get your gear and get in the car. I had no idea what that person was saying. So I had no idea what a mate was. I didn't know that that meant friend. I had no idea what a gear was. That meant my luggage. And I had no idea what a car was, simply because in America we say car. And I had no idea what a boot is. And a boot is the, what Americans refer to as the trunk of your car. So my very first sentence was a culture shock. I couldn't understand it. And it took me a while then through just sheer tenacity and just the friendliness of Australians to help me through to fit in. And that fitting in, that transition period of fitting in is what we call culture shock. And you know what, Kieran, I don't know about you, but that was the time of my life, particularly coming to Australia where I had that, where I settled, where I immigrated, where that culture shock, it actually made me a better person in the sense that I'm more self-confident, much more willing to reach out and ask for help from people than I used to be. And as a result, I think I'm a much better person than I would have been had I stayed in my own small town. But I, I love the Australian accent. I, mine's not as good, even though I am, my family is originally from Australia. But um, I, I agree that um, I think culture shock can be uh, a really important uh, teacher, actually. And I've got um, a very good story about culture shock that, well, you'll, you'll see that it's actually sort of a career story. Back when I was living in Kenya, I was doing an anthropological project. So that's what I, I studied in uni. Um, I lived with this tribal group, the, the Guriyama. And I stayed in their rural compound and rode a motorbike every day around uh, the Mombasa area doing a research project. And my first day uh, was a very, very special one. Living with this one family in the bush, they asked if I wanted a tour of their farm. They had maize and cassava and coconut. And I uh, didn't realize how enormous their farm would be. After walking for the whole day in the sun and running out of the water that I had brought with me, I pretty much fainted when I got back to the compound. I would have looked just so 
pathetic, but but they were nice enough to give me somewhere to sleep. And I woke up a while later on a goat skin with a group of kids giggling and petting my leg hair. Now, how does that have to do with my career? Well, it was one of my last jobs before coming to Australia. And the thing is, I, I used to be a careers advisor. How do you take that to a job interview? It's, it's an important thing to, to learn is how to talk about what you've done in a way that matters to somebody who's looking for a certain type of person. And I had some other professional experiences. But the thing that you'll learn is you've got to position yourself in something that you're interested in. Don't fight it. Keep being interested. You have to be interested in and also find something you're good at and you'll be paid for. Luckily enough, I get to help with initiatives that bring people of different backgrounds together and create avenues for growth and help with transition. Um, and the students and alumni at KBS, they also have loads of stories from all of my talk with them. They have very interesting stories from across the world and transitions that they've had. This is an important theme for this podcast um, that we'll see over the next episodes. Richard, did you have any transitions that you think made a big impact on your study or, or career? Aaron, I'm, I'm really smiling. When you mentioned about the touring the, the farm in Kenya and you know, that was your last job before you got back to Australia, you know, that kind of shaped your career. I did something different, and this does tie into one of the themes that we'd like in the podcast. What makes an international success and turn us into a professional? So that, that idea of professionalism and international success. My very first job with Australians in Australia, I needed to go to, I needed to leave Sydney and go into the uh, into a rural area. So we'll call that the bush because I needed the points for immigration. So I chose to go to Longreach, Queensland. And Longreach is in the center and is, is truly what Australians would consider the bush. And the interesting thing there is that I went from traveling from Seattle in the US to New York City to Sydney. And then I ended up in a wool shed in central Queensland with a bunch of people who were shearing sheep. Literally the pictures that you see in the wall of Australia. I had no idea what to do. But my very first job was to teach English grammar and economics to students who were going to end up being pastoralists and farmers in central Queensland. So my teaching career really got started by accident. I didn't intend to go out and be on a, on a property and, and learn agriculture. I already had a degree in economics and business, but the fact that I had that opportunity open up uh, to teach in the rural area, it really settled me into Australia. So, Kieran, I think you and I both have those interesting stories because that seemed to have both shaped our lives. We were internationally successful because we, we transitioned to a couple of different uh, countries and different cultures, uh, and that helped us build our character. But I think both of our themes, uh, both of the things that we talked about, build on that theme of becoming a professional. And I think in both of our cases, neither one of us would have foreseen that we would have been in the education sector, you coming from archaeology and me coming from a, a business background in the U.S. 
But you know what? I love my career. So that's the thing that I would like to get out. And, and one of the things I'd like to get out in the podcast, this international success as a professional. And what does that mean at KBS? But Karen, what other thing do you think that we could, that we could get into the podcast? No, actually, I, I love these stories. And just, just a moment, I, when I was studying my graduate diploma at Kaplan Business School, one of my favorite parts of the entire experience was getting to know lecturers, how they mixed their professional stories with academic learning. It, it's a huge part of the experience that I think a lot of students enjoy. And alumni that I talk to, they, they remember very fondly. Now, when we talk about transitions, that's an important part of this podcast and, and about what it's the transition from student to graduate is an important part of what the alumni program does. So are, are there any other additional outcomes of the podcast, Richard, or the structure that we could explain further? Gary, you said that really nicely. The outcome in my mind is understanding that diversity so that when we are all international students at one stage of our lives, but when we go into another culture, when we do international travel, or simply when we pick up a Zoom and speak with somebody from a different cultural background, that we're able to understand and empathize. And that empathy is really what we're going to understand and learn from the podcast, from listening to people, their successes, some of their challenges, things they love to do in their free time. It's important that we understand being professional and a professional life and what success means there. But there is a challenge that comes um, when engagement moves online. How do you continue to provide this quality, individualized experience that people do need? We need to connect with each other and be a cohesive community so that students and alumni can take advantage of the huge, many opportunities that we can provide them. We are a big community, and there's a lot of benefit to be had from simply staying connected. You know, Karen, what you said is interesting about staying connected. And one of the things about online is the, the probably the loss of opportunities to be creative with our peers. So I'm thinking back in as a student many years in my, my career experience in academia. And thinking back, the most creative times that I've had are when I'm sitting next to my fellow students in class, listening to lecturers and occasionally daydreaming about future opportunities. And that daydreaming then, education helps, helps us shape an action plan and informs us how we actually achieve our daydreams so that our daydreams no longer are just thoughts, but they're actually, we create them into opportunities for careers. So staying connected is important. It's also an online is an innovation. So we're having to make extra effort to stay connected and using all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of avenues like a podcast. For my mind, what I'd like you to think back as we're listening to the podcasts with future guests is think about what they're saying and how that applies to you and think of the lessons that they're describing in terms of creatively reapplying their, their advice, their experiences into ways that can help you succeed and not only grow as a professional, but grow as a person as well. So those two things, growing as a, as a person and growing as a professional, is the reason why Kieran and I want to use this podcast to make sure that we all are able to grow our professional network. Yeah, 
we actually do have the What's Next program as part of the Kaplan Business School alumni community. That's when we reach out to students who are in their final trimester of study, and we start to offer them some support and tips for how to transition successfully to life as a graduate. It's a big change, but I think our alumni listening would agree there is a lot to look forward to. There is. And that idea of a transition is really the the genesis or the, the seed for the thinking for this podcast originally. Because I was standing with Kieran in the recent graduation ceremony with KBS alumni, and they were very proud and they graduated with their undergraduate or postgraduate degrees. And they were so enthusiastic for their accomplishment that they were willing to pay uh, the graduation fee to sit at a table and be socially isolated from others because we were still in the middle of COVID. So it was difficult to invite family and friends. Uh, There wasn't the mingling that we could normally do in a social setting because of COVID. And yet the graduation was so important to the alumni that they came anyway. And the look on their face was so, they were so proud of themselves, so proud of each other that they would have given up anything. They probably would have been willing to just look in a a mobile phone through a a Facebook uh, live podcast or video cast uh, rather than miss it. So that enthusiasm really touched me, that willingness to participate, that willingness to give up on some of the social niceties just to belong. That's what really struck me about our alumni. So my thought was that transition really is important. And let's keep that transition alive, as, as Kieran mentioned, as after graduation, we have all of these opportunities. Each opportunity will be another transition. That it wouldn't it be lovely if we could transition together as a group? As we built up that trust, we built up the professional networks. We understand as KBS alumni what to expect and how to how to interact. So wouldn't it be lovely if we could keep that transition alive? So Kieran, I do think that leads to probably our second theme of transitioning in graduation, transitioning in life, transitioning as parents and professionals, along with the first theme about just being internationally successful and professional. But a person can't be successful professionally unless they're happy and successful personally. So I would love to find out things like the books we read, the movies we love to see. Those are all important outcomes because they talk about us as individuals and how we cultivate our own success and not only, and then how we cultivate our own free time, what keeps us motivated to succeed. Because none of us are none of us are machines. We do have to sit back and understand how to relax, how to think through things maybe differently. So we all have those moments where sometimes some people are in the shower, some people are riding a bicycle, uh, but all of a sudden it just dawns on us, aha, that's the answer to my problem. I need to think about it differently. This podcast is another opportunity to think things differently by listening to a diversity of opinions. So, Kieran, thank you very much. It's been very interesting to have a chat and getting to know you about your international career. I do have to, I do have to remember one thing. When I very first met you, one of the conversations we had was about riding motorcycles, and I had just learned how to ride one, and I was still a bit scared about it. And you told me about falling off a motorcycle. And that has stayed with me ever since. I think very fondly of that story each time I think about the fear that I had of getting onto a motorcycle. So those are the kind of stories that, I'd, that we all would like to share. 
I, I, I do remember that. And, and it's not the fondest memory for me, but it was a very funny story. So everyone, we look forward to seeing you, to have you tune in for the next podcast. Richard and I are really excited. We've got some amazing guests lined up. Karen, now is a good time to introduce our roles and responsibilities with Kaplan Business School. I'm Kieran, the Alumni and Industry Partnerships Manager at KBS, and my role is to look after everything about our students from their graduation onwards. Just because they finished their studies doesn't mean we don't invest a lot of attention and effort into helping them succeed. Once a student graduates, actually, they become part of the Kaplan Business School alumni community. And we have initiatives to engage and help alumni reach the best outcomes. They stay in touch with the school and each other and to bring them as much benefit as possible. The alumni community is growing big and growing fast, and we have a lot to give them, such as free online classes, career support, and events throughout the year. So the favorite part of my role as the MBA course director is engaging with employers to align what we teach with the knowledge and skills that employers expect from our alumni. I find it very rewarding when we win awards from industry, for example, with the Pi Awards for our excellence in teaching and our success in getting our alumni in employed in meaningful careers. And as a result of our enrollments, the internships and our employment, our alumni successes speak for our own success as we engage with employers. This podcast, in my mind, is about connecting with each other, staying informed of future events, opportunities, and staying interested in what we do in our private lives as well with work-life balance to keep ourselves on that successful track. There's definitely a strong career element here because it's, it's a big part of what we do. And at Kaplan Business School, aside from our high level of academic quality and, and the industry connections, we're really well known for our student support. We give a very individualized experience that helps people to have better education outcomes. You know, if we talk about the education industry, I like to, and, and for decades pre-COVID, the education industry globally has been pretty slow to adopt online models. And now across the world, if you think about it, the industry was forced to do so. KBS, luckily, has responded really quickly by building on its existing online programs, expanding delivery, workshops, and, and connecting with students. So, Kieran, I think now it, we, we are definitely getting involved in the podcast. How can our uh, listeners be involved as well? Well, these podcasts will be published every Wednesday night. And you can find information on each of them and the guest speakers on our alumni LinkedIn group. Just search Kaplan Business School Alumni Community on LinkedIn and join us. That's the best place for you to find out things about the opportunities for our alumni and, and this podcast. Really, we'd love for you to share your ideas or questions as well. And you can even have an impact on, you know, how this initiative goes in the future. Or you can subscribe to us on the podcast channels. And you can explore our website, the, the school website, kbs.edu.au. 
there's a lot of different information there about what we do and you can explore the alumni page where you can find more information.